Welcome to another episode of Graveyard Smash. We're off to a great start here. <laughs> um, we w- will be doing the movie The Craft. It uh, we're going to be giving away the end of the movie, most of the plot points. Mm. So if you you know the spoilers galore. Um, I'm Danny O'Dwyer. Joining us is Monica Moran Packle. And as always, I'm Elise O'Dwyer. And I have a lot to say about this movie that I was really furious about by the end of. <laughs> oh, I have such mixed feelings about this movie. Oh. This movie taught me how to be cool. This movie. Ooh, that explains <laughs> a lot. This is a movie that Dan has been talking about for months because it was on Netflix for a while. Yeah, it yeah. Was. Unfortunately, um, no more. What did? How did you watch it? Uh, Amazon. Oh, okay. I paid. You paid. I just oh. was like, I. Uh, Waited too long. You could have used our Comcast login. Well, I was really confident that I had my own login to Dish Network. That we, were oh. we didn't have stars, so. Well, yeah. take that, makers of the craft. Bring it back we to Netflix. Monica's two ninety nine. <laughs> um, Kicks off. We see the Columbia logo. What year? Nineteen ninety six. Ninety six. We're just going to come up a lot when we talk about like where this is culturally. I knew it had uh-huh. to be either ninety five or ninety six. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's very of the moment. Like, very. No question. In a lot of ways, yeah. And it's about six months before Scream comes out. Yes, which it really is. kind of changes the way horror movies are done. Yeah. It is Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich's. Yeah. Did both yeah. this movie and then six months later Scream. So. Um, Right, yes, that, and I'm going to say this movie, it's a little bit, I'll say it's a horror movie, but it's a little bit of a stretch Yeah, to call it a horror movie, but I I am, like, fine with discussing it here. It was definitely marketed as a horror movie, too. Yeah. That's true, and that's why I kind of um, thought of it as such, I think, because it always fell into that category in my brain, because those marketers decided. Mm -hmm. Right. So... It was funny. I was I was la- like I was thinking about it as a horror movie, getting ready to come talk about it. Yeah, and it's so not. It's it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's funny. Like you see movies like that, they want to bank as a horror movie. They think that's going to be their their best because with right. films like you have a movie like Big Trouble in Little China. This is Jack Burton and the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. And like part of why that movie mm-hmm. is a cult favorite, but like bombed at the time, is it doesn't fit into a genre. And like when stu- like studios don't know what to do with movies like that, where they can't um, pigeonhole it. So you'll see like if they decided this was a horror movie, like I feel like that's where all. Like, okay, like, more snakes. Okay, more snakes. to be fair, this movie is excellent as, like, a time capsule to the 90s. Yes. It's an excellent movie. But in the mid-90s, I don't think there was a way to market a movie. It's just, like, someday people will laugh about how well this encapsulates this Right. Time. Yeah, but I do think, and, like, I mean, we might as well just talk about it. Like, this movie was, I guess, a surprise hit at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it did a lot better than they thought it was going to do. And... It's also, like, I, I could say, too, as someone who, like, I was 13 when this movie came out, and, like, there were certain girls who got really into it. And not just, like, girls who were, like... sisters. And not just girls who were, like, outcasts or something. Like, like some of the we girls were. who were, like... <laughs> I mean, I can say I was. I don't want to speak for them. Yeah. But they were, too. <laughs> but, um, but, like, some girls who were, like, cheerleaders, like, oh, we're getting together to do spells this weekend. Oh, yes. So, okay. Yeah, and on that note, they were really careful to make this a fake deity because actually it turns out it was the production assistant. The other day I said it was Fruzbalk. It wasn't. 
uh, or production director or something. Um, they made it a fake god because they knew that teenage girls would go out and imitate spells, and they were really careful to make them actually neo-pagan Wiccan spells so that they would be close to the real religion but not invoking a real deity. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I have to say it was wise because we definitely did that a lot. <laughs> and it was like based on the craft not like books about There's, wicca not like it was just the craft was just our guiding there's a scene where they're doing spells and then like some butterflies show up oh yeah and i love thinking about like all the teenage girls who did spells yeah. after this movie and then like two a times would blow by two times i invoked <laughs> the uh corners as you guys now know about. Yeah, and, sure, yeah. I'm, um, mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Yeah, I was always Earth. Earth! Wind! Water! Hot! Go! Planet! And then there was a tornado. Oh, no way! Sometimes. No way! That's quite the element, yeah. That's pretty good. Like, usually I would think it would be but, like, but, yeah, okay. like, oh my god, someone farted, but, but like, they're actually being... season. I don't know that... Yeah. And it was stormy. And you probably invoked... You so, probably invoked the corners a lot. Right. <laughs> so Right. Or variations. We started getting more creative with it yeah. as we went. Sure. You know. You got to. First thing oh, I gosh. noticed about this movie as it opened was those girls were allowed to burn a lot of candles. On their cool apothecary yes, table. that's my first note, too, is yeah. after the Columbia logo was candles. They have a cool apothecary table with, like, all these candles and, like, salad mm-hmm. oil bottles and then, like... Ziploc bags of herbs. Mm-hmm. Well, they had like they had sage. They did have sage on them, and they but they like, were in plastic Ziploc bags. I'm, I'm making so many sounds. I'm so sorry. No, that's cool. <laughs> and then it, it, I mean, it looked like weed was in the plastic bag. It did, but it and was probably some me. Color. I was like, but they're gonna make some really good salad. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but sage smells like weed when you burn it. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. And then we see some great flashing images. Yes, and, we do. It was very, uh, I wrote down awesome guitar riff intro. Yeah, that was actually what I wrote down. That's actually what I thought of too, because when I would see, man, this is the second episode I'm referencing the song in a row, but when I saw Ozzy live, when during the Mr. Crowley guitar solos, they'd blast all these images like that on the screen. <laughs> it's pretty much like the, an Ozzy. Like, there is some overlap, too. Oh, yeah. With, yeah. <laughs> and that's actually something else I was going to say. The soundtrack for this is... Very sort of mainstream, like alternative music at the time, like Space mm-hmm. Hogs on it. Morris, um, the Smiths. No, the Smiths aren't done. How soon is now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Yeah. But most Portishead. of it, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's weird is like the like Marilyn Manson was already out. Like Nine Inch Nails mm-hmm. was out there, and it's well, no, really... this is a little more Lilith fair than that. Right, that's okay. the thing about that's this movie. But thing. even still, uh-huh. it's like. Yeah. I mean, Tori Amos was out there. It's like right. sort of more. They, you know, they, they didn't have a they budget wanted, for Tori Amos, though. They were just right, <laughs> right. And they also, I think, there, there, maybe there was some intention in there that the cheerleaders would say, "We're going to cast spells this weekend," as you said. You know, like sure, let's put some bands in that are. I think nothing in this movie is so extreme that they felt like they couldn't like play to any crowd. Actually my biggest critique of this movie is I think it cowtows in a lot of places. Oh it totally does. Like you know, it's all it really intentional. Yeah. Yeah. The soundtrack, like everything. Yeah, no. <laughs> actually it is, because in a lot of ways I do like this movie. Sincerely. Okay. I'll defend it. Sure. We'll get into that more. As we go along. Yeah, as we go sure. along. It's not a, I mean I have a major problem with the ending. I have made I mean I have major problems with the whole movie. But the ending especially like 
I can't. I can't deal. <laughs> Me too. Oh, damn, damn. <laughs> Elise is leaving the, the circle. Well, you know, Elise, in ancient times, when someone left the coven, their life was forfeit. Oh, no. I think you should keep that in mind as you well, walk away. Imagine that taking my blood that I just spilled on you. Hey, okay. So you say coven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some people, Elise, do you say coven or coven? Coven. Okay. I think it's coven. I'm, I'm terrible, though. I said um, hearth for a really long time. So. But back to the film. So, mm-hmm. yes. Coven versus Coven. We both are Do right, you, in my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, we're introduced to Robin Tinney's character, and uh, she's in a really gigantic house. Yes, she is. With a with that apparently bad wind. no one has seen before this moment, and all their stuff is already there too. Which I was like immediately a grown up me is like, how have you not seen the house when the the mom is walking around? I she's feel like, like that's oh, that's oh maybe curtains would go here. Some damask curtains. Yeah, and it's like, you haven't been in this house before? That like, isn't being helped by I it? I swear to God, it happened in the 90s in movies a lot. There's so many of those things when you watch 90s movies yes. now where it was just agreed upon, like, people don't behave yeah. like real human beings. Right. Like, you would just, you would just, like, say things people would say. <laughs> Clinton era, you know... Um, economy, you just buy this like old Spanish mansion. Or here's sight unseen. Okay, so maybe I was only ten years old. Maybe adults were talking this way in the nineties. I just wasn't. Do you remember? Too. And maybe that was how it was like cool to talk. Not to bring up Lewis again on this podcast, but as if he was here. Well, Scream is six months later, right? And we talked about Scream. Yeah. There's the the parents. The beginning of the movie say like, what did they say? What type of flowers are they? It's gonna. Though the gardenias are coming in. Like beautifully, he's like they just are established as the worst people ever. Yes, in the first thirty seconds, they're on screen, so you don't feel bad that their daughter was murdered in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say is that I'm okay with it. And then um, we're also introduced in the scene to the snake guy. Oh yeah, the homeless snake guy. I wish the dad had killed him, and this whole movie had just been about the accidental murder of this homeless man. Honestly, it would have been a more interesting. Probably a more interesting movie in some ways. This girl, her stepmom, her dad, this dead guy, and this girl's shitty wig that they put her in this whole movie. I am so distracted by that wig. The wig is distracting. She is a... You know why she's wearing it, right? Because of Empire Records. Exactly, She... I was like, what? I'm like, she's... I said it even to Dan when we were watching this recently. It's like, because this was our second recent viewing of this movie because I caught a good chunk of it recently. recently. I was like... She is and an attractive girl. Stop. What is bothering me about the way she looks? And I'm like, oh, now this time I realize it's the wig. That wig is awful. Yep. It's a bad wig. You know, she looks a lot like, um, not with the wig, but just in general, <laughs> she looks a lot like Kayla. Yes. Don't you think? Yes. Yeah. She does. Yeah. Shouts out. Shouts out. Shouts out to Kayla Wright Jetsey. It's been a guest before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. should shave your head. Yeah, <laughs> you could pull it off. Apparently, you could do it. Kayla. Yeah, <laughs> just don't wear that wig. <laughs> yeah, wear like a rainbow clown wig. <laughs> Darius would love that. Good idea. Sure. I actually, maybe. <laughs> anyone <laughs> would. Because like, oh. that's how Darius laughs. So they go to school. A lot of inside jokes. They go to school. Sorry. Nobody in this movie is high school aged. Not even. Close. No, Which, nowhere close. Not even close. Which is also something I wanted to talk about is 
casting of like way older people. But it's like the same I mean, thing people, in Scream. Like they do, they, they do, do cast more teenage-looking kids in film now. Okay, except Stranger Days. Stranger or Stranger Things. Things, Stranger Days. Oh my god, <laughs> I just got Stranger, Stranger Days on the mind. They were pretty. Stranger Things. Those the older high school kids to me are like the most grizzled high schoolers I've ever yeah. seen. Dude, Every one of them. To, I'm to, like, but compared to this, I'm like that guy looks like he's been doing cocaine for at least five oh, years. Yes, oh, Ben, one, dude, yeah. ben, John Ralphio's <laughs> son's face is like. Or wait, John Ralphio's. What was the <laughs> yeah, like, theory? How is he related to Jean Raphael? Is that the one you're well, talking by about? By the hair. No, I'm talking about the other no, one. But actually him too. But his hair makes him look younger because it's so... Yeah. Classic, like Leon Trotsky. Yeah. yeah. But like all their faces look old. And that girl, Nancy. Yeah. Or, her name's Nancy too, Nancy. right? Yeah, yeah she's both. young though. She. Is, I think they are young. I think they're just the most grizzled high school age. I think there was planet. purposeful casting though. Like that they all have a little... They have so much character in their faces. Like, yeah, I do probably. feel like that's it not does a work, and it does read okay for me because I'm used to watching movies like this. Right, I think movies at the time they kind of cast it the way stuff yeah. was cast at that time mm-hmm. a little more. Now the '90s is where you had 27 year olds, uh, 30 year olds yeah. in the case of Rochelle's actress, yeah. whose name I wrote down somewhere. Uh, Lauren True, Rachel True, Rachel True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's also half baked. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. If you've seen, yeah. So. so she was 30 when this movie was filmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Black and it looks crack. great, but she doesn't look high school. I don't think anybody looked high school age. But no. I think, but in a way, okay. So yeah, I she doesn't. Say, I wouldn't have watched that thinking that girl is thirty years old. But I also would well, never be it, mistaken. Well, if you make sure that everyone's at least in their mid twenties, yeah. nobody's like, going to feel no bad when looks, you show this stuff that they're about to show these characters. Well, but also that that, too. that yeah. no one looks that much older than anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's true too. I almost um, think it's a way of getting away with showing that stuff, though. Yeah, so I think so. It's it. less, oh, sure. If it's they made, less disturbing. If less they disturbing made war movies with 18-year-olds, people would shit their pants. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. they're all, like, close to 30. Right. All the soldiers. But in, in yeah, reality, that's true. All Most teenagers. of them would be, like, 18. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. 18, 19. Um, Frizza Buck has a noose in her locker. Like, a black yeah. noose in her locker. Which is, like... This is this the Columbine people. This is the role Frizza Buck was born to play, though. I mean, I agree with that. 100%. Yes, I think this movie's pretty well cast. Like, I agree. We were introduced to Skeet Ulrich and his friends, the one dude's the dude from like Clueless, and he's in other stuff. Since yeah, then. Uh-huh. and Scream. yeah. Wait, was he in Scream? Mm-hmm. No, Skeet Ulrich is in Scream. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Skeet yeah. Ulrich. I'm sorry. And he invites her to watch him play. Fo- uh, he invites Robin oh, Titty yeah, to play yeah, watch yeah. her play football practice, and she goes. And the girls are like, "Hey, look, you're gonna do this lame thing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen." Football's way cooler than witches. Oh, wrong. No. Here's no. where I disagree. Both are very cool. One of all. the reasons... Okay, wait. Really quick, too. There are two reasons that I... Because Dan was correct in assuming that Monica would be the right person and this would be the right movie. Yeah. This is this is a good match. Monica came dressed for the occasion. Mm-hmm. I want yeah. to take a second. We'll, we'll get a picture is, put on the website. She has necklaces. There is... My hair is green. Your hair is green. Your top is a meshy see-through material. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Doc Martin-style boots on mm-hmm. as you arrived. Mm-hmm. You don't have tiny orange glasses, though. I didn't have any. Mm-hmm. I had to make do with stuff I already had. Sure. So. You don't yeah. have ten rosaries on. <laughs> other- I didn't have enough. Yeah. And I didn't want to just do one. <laughs> but, like, 
I feel like this movie will <laughs> capture that feeling. Somehow in your high school, there's going to be some magical butterfly moment. Right. It just isn't sure. coming. Yes. Yeah. No, I can tell, like, watching this, because I didn't see this movie till I was um, too old for it. I was 10, so it was really So, cool. yeah, it never got into my wheelhouse in that way, but, like, I can tell, like, watching it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, well, I can see me, I'm like, oh, hell, yes. <laughs> like, what's interesting, too, is, like, Robin Tunney's in this and Empire Records, yeah, and both I also of those love. movies are, like, if you don't see them and you're, like, and more if you're a girl too like you're just like "Mm, not for me really yeah because like empire records like i watched like like a bunch of my friends like oh you gotta see it you gotta see it and then i saw when i was like 17 i'm like this movie's not good guys (laughs) 17 i was probably too old i was too old yeah yeah well and that this movie kind of occupies the same space where it's like this movie's rated r though right well that's a whole thing though right but this movie's rated R. Yeah, for but no it, it shouldn't be. It's, it's actually because kind of a scandal. There was the, well, there was the moral panic at the time yeah. about Marilyn Manson and stuff. Right. And it was, like, only a few years removed from, like, you know, daycare, like, oh, they're Satan worshippers right. and stuff. So it was, like, we don't want to encourage kids to practice the occult. Satanic panic was a big thing in the 90s, oh, yeah. honestly, which is yeah. easy to forget, too, because it's so ridiculous that it did fade into obscurity hard, yeah. like Y2K. Like, Satanic yeah. panic's like the Y2K. Right, well, and it's earlier. more associated with, like, the 80s and, like, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons and stuff. Yeah, also, but, true. But, like, it, it kept going on, like, through the 90s. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the, um, the, the what's the five, the kids that got accused of murder that were not right. really. Yeah, the West Memphis 3. Yeah, or that's the one, 3, yeah. Yeah. And, but, yeah. But, yeah, so I saw this movie later, and I was like, no. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. But um, now the movie actually meets the criteria for PG thirteen. It was given an R rating. They think just because it was women engaging in yeah. the occult, the occult, yeah. Um, so well, back- specifically women, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I think in general, but I think specifically women. Yeah, women are more. Women are teenage more, girls, teenage women girls, are more, high school age girls. Women yeah. are more susceptible to the occult, right? Well, of course, you know. Yeah. You don't want okay. You don't want that's your teenage daughter to be seduced also, by the dark arts by okay. Nev Campbell. And that's what all. they say, but it's also kind of true because I don't know any guys who are like, "Yeah, I'm a witch." <laughs> well, so it's funny because okay, so I actually think that witchcraft and like all of this and the appeal of this is when you're disenfranchised and you don't feel like you have yes. mainstream power. Yes. It's this reactionary power yes. instead. Sure. And I think that it's like, it is very Bully. female. And you're right. It is. I think it yeah. is really tied to female because witch is a word for like a woman that scares men. Consider there's a wicker part, man. There's a part, right. There's a part <laughs> early in this movie where one of the male students refers to the one of the girls in the class as a snail trail. Yeah, I missed that, but I didn't see that myself. Her name isn't Gail, so it doesn't make sense. The toxic masculinity, like, Uh exhibited by the males in this movie, like, is such a clear example of, like, what this would be born of, you know, like, it... And even what I think it is a reaction to, like, I I do think, like, this kind of attraction to this, for me at 10, and I think probably a lot of people, is that it's... a, a. a way of having power, like yeah. witchcraft. When you don't have it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it predates yeah. like Harry Potter, or like, but it's like the same kind of thing. The like same Harry idea. Potter or Star Wars, where it's and like it's, maybe you have this power within you, right? And you can, you know, just you can have some control. Like you, you will. Right. Maybe well, there's a superhero inside of you. That's the thing. The thing that, that gives. Yeah. The, okay, so like when you're like, the way the boys act in this movie is more like. You'd see more in like middle school aged kids than high school, but right? Like, totally. But, you do but in general, it, it does continue. Yes. Okay, and, and I it will does say, continue. So one of the things that I noticed, 
And I actually responded to it as I first thought, like, the male characters were over the top. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're kind of not, though. Don't behave like this. But then I thought back. And yeah. it wasn't high school. It was middle school. But there were guys who were that bad to me. And here's the thing. So That's what I their, their ego comes from, like, them having that power over your, like, self-worth. Yeah. So that reputation. is that, I reputation and self. Yeah. So I think I think that the witch thing is part of kind of um, it's a choice to mm-hmm. be to reject that. Like my self worth does not come from you. Mm-hmm. Like I reject your social norms. Well, I want does. to do something that Absolutely. is upsetting to you that that yeah. you can't get on board with because that's how much I want to reject. Uh, pleasing you because especially because girls at a younger age than that do go down that road of i want the popular guys to think that i'm cool yes totally that isn't going to pay off for you well even like, what does that mean like thinking you're cool like getting something from you and i think right. it's interesting too the goth dressing or like you know having like that strong kind of um it's an active approach to fashion, but it's not necessarily like to be attractive. It's right. not to get feedback from guys. It's not right. to be like the hot girl. It's not like I'm going to flat iron my hair. It's like, I'm going to put all this time in to doing my lipstick. It's like to, <laughs> to not appeal. Wait, because yeah. to show you that I am not interested. But that really in only your... applies to Feruza Ball. Feruza Ball is the only one really doing that. Right. Yeah. All the ones that look really hot. But again, that's yeah. where that's where this movie is trying to stay. Well, no, it's also like what I it actually kind of the whole thing kind of transitions back into the movie and like the next plot point. But like what I was going to say too is like kind of going back to the Empire Records thing. Mm-hmm. Like this movie is like in some ways it's more about like being in junior high than in uh-huh. high school, or it appeals more like that's kind of what yeah. it's marketed for. And yeah, I mean, the I think did, most high school movies are that way, though. Generally, yeah. yeah. Well, but it's funny because in some ways, like when I was in high school, I think they're sixteen. I don't think they're seniors. No, no. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah. And I remember when I was sixteen, I was not doing like how casually I, I kind of noted when they're all sitting in the forest clearing and they just start passing around a liquor bottle and casually and coolly drinking from it. And I remember like when I was that age, if there was alcohol, it was one a big deal. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, nobody knew how to drink and like casually pass. Thing. No, like it's it's like high school. Well, that's what you try to do. You try to like have just take a little sip. Yeah, yeah but you end up looking really self conscious. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think I still look self conscious. <laughs> I do anything now. So, you know. well, I hopes I hope I do. Yeah. Um. But but back to the movie, kind of um, it ties in because she exits the watching football practice. She's like, I, I oh, want to yeah. watch this guy. She's like, I'm gonna go with you guys to 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 the witch store. To the witch store. Where they start shoplifting. Mm-hmm. And but she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to. Because this is also about peer pressure, this movie. Yeah. And then, so they leave the store, mm-hmm. and they see the snake guy from earlier, mm-hmm. and he gets it run over, and they're like, hey. They're, I've never seen people who were giddy about witnessing oh, like a death. <laughs> and then right. being like, and then being, they, more than that, they were like, hey, he got killed we probably did that, right? Right. Yeah. Like, there's no evidence. They're like, okay, well, so cool. I brought those tornadoes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you know, we probably do that, you know, all of us together. And they're like, that's so cool. And it's like, he's dead. A man, a homeless man, a disenfranchised homeless man. Right. And then we get, uh, you know, they're like hanging out. And, uh, well, hang on. Back to the guy, the snake guy. <laughs> sure. Because actually I want to talk about that snake guy. What is even the point of What's that the guy? point of introducing him? Like, Well, you can have the girls be excited that they killed him. Well, they could have been excited to bring and the... And thus disposable. The, 
butterflies. Like it's such right. a funny, like they're trying to build suspense and make this scary, but it's so again, it's, it's literally like, like the writers, like again, it's 1996. We're probably like, well, what could they do? What's something extreme they could do, but like the consequences won't matter. Oh, I know. Kill a homeless person. Homeless person. Because it doesn't matter. Spokeland's America, people. Wake up. <laughs> where is this dystopia that they're walking down to? This like this city street where they're unattended. <laughs> they like, have to go to a skid forest. Yeah. There's still like porno theaters. Like, it doesn't happen. No. And like, like a million like, woman is gonna, like suddenly being hassled by yeah. all these passersby. Oh my god. Yeah, it was like some Robocop shit. I also had a note here about Frizz Bulk was doing a lot of toothy acting. Oh my god, the acting just across the board from her is, she is like digging into this role. She also wears a lot of dark lipstick and has real stained lips. (laughs) Not a good combination. Also, this is a pre-Cardi B time because there's a lot of lipstick but a lot of messed up teeth (laughs) is what I noticed as well. So we get the excellent um, girls get together and they start talking about like witchcraft mm-hmm. and uh, which is what you do when you're having like a hangout in middle yeah. school with girls. Yeah, that and the pillow if fights cool. and everything, but not, not in middle school. That came up. It just okay, I'll, we'll move on from that. <laughs> but, but she's like, and they're, they're like, "Oh, do you worship the devil? No, we worship Manon." And it's just it's like, who the hell is that? And it's like a made up god. Well. If God and the devil were playing football, Manan would be the stadium they're playing in, and the sun shining sun down in on them. Yeah. The sun in the sky. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hmm, well, that, you convinced me. <laughs> I'm in. I don't think it's the worst description of, of divinity in the whole sure. movie. Like, I'm sure we could find a worse. I mean, I know we can find worse, like, examples of occult worship out there. I almost feel like that's the problem with this movie, though, is they tried so hard to be respectful, but they're making an exploitation film. Like, this is an exploitation right. film. Yeah. Let's call the, it what it is. The girls are only in Catholic school, so they can wear uniforms. To wear uniforms. Right. Yeah, and like run in their uniforms. Right. Yeah. So, Nev Campbell literally wears thigh highs throughout the week. With her Catholic uh, school girl uniform. Spoiler for the best outfit. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, oh, I have we'll my own there. opinions. We'll get there. Yeah. A, I have a very there strong a lot opinion of about the literal best outfit in this movie. Mm-hmm, me too. And I think mm-hmm. it sums up good 90s fashion. But mm-hmm. Mine too. too. Oh, I wonder if it's the same one. I doubt it. Is it Skeet Ulrich's baggy, like, Catholic schoolboy? <laughs> I think Skeet Ulrich oh, wore the same there. outfit yeah. in every movie that I've seen him in. I honestly think he's the same character in the same outfit in, like, the three movies I know that he's in. He, like, stopped... He, wasn't he the one that stopped working? Because he's like, I made enough money acting. Yeah, he just stopped working for a long time. It's just like, oh, yeah, really? yeah. it's just that. like yeah, I'm just gonna hang out with my wife and do nothing. It's like huh. solid. Yeah. yeah, ups to you. Yeah, yeah. kings to you, sir. Yeah, because he probably made millions of dollars doing Scream. Yeah. So I guess um, if you invested it in theory enough to live the, the rest of your life off of, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I like working personally, but I hate it. To each well, I'd, like to, I'd like to do it for fun. Yeah. Yes. It <laughs> like was like for fun. There's no pressure. Like, yeah. a, hey, it's Thursday. Yeah, I'm not going to show up today. I'm going to pass. Got my clueless was, money. Yeah. So. My clueless money. Skeetle was not in clueless. Yeah, he was. He no. was not. Yes, he was. He, he was dates, not. what's her name? He dates Brittany. No. And she's no. a loser. He's the no. skateboarder. No, no. no you're, that's not Skeet Ulrich. Oh, my God. Am I getting him confused?
Yeah, the, yeah, you're thinking of the Brecken. Skeet Ulrich is the dead eyed one. Yes. Duh. Yes, he, he was is. impersonating. Isn't he in Scream too? Or no, yeah. no, isn't he's in Scream? He's in Scream. Isn't what's the dude's name? What's the other dude? Um, Matthew Lillard. There we go, Matt. No, yeah. no, that's not who I'm thinking of. Is it? I have no idea who you're thinking of now. Well, no, no, don't look it up. Don't look it up. Um, also, Zach, cut that, too. That's bad radio. We'll me cut, not knowing. I'm going to cut things out, you know, whether it makes you look good or bad. cut out all of the stuff me and Monica talked about from 8th grade. Keep that in. Keep all of it Keep in. anything where I'm getting something confused out. All right. Well, you know, some of this stuff is just going to be in the bonus episode. Otherwise, I'll curse bonus you. Episode. Otherwise, I'll bind you. She's going to bind you, too. Look out. So, uh, at the school, um, Rochelle is being bullied for being black. Yeah, she is. That was horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's from the, the sister, from the wedding singer, is like... I think I believe she's married to Ben Stiller. She, I think they're divorced now, but they were. Oh, married, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I could be on the one now. hand, I was like, kind of <laughs> like, oh my god, no one would be that shitty. But then I'm like, yeah, actually, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, someone who I'm friends with like just had stuff like that previously. I was like, Jesus, I didn't know that still happened. Like, yeah, yeah. it's bad. Yeah, we find out uh, Bonnie, played by Nev Campbell, she has burn mm-hmm. scars. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out Fruza Balk leaves a rough trailer park life. I've written down. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie um, has burn scars, but she does the '80s movie like. The girl who takes off her glasses and removes the ponytail and becomes yes. a hot girl. Like, okay. she has greasy hair and, like, walks with bad posture with, like, a cardigan on early I in the movie. I do think she nails her okay. performance, I though. do, too. Because I was going to say, I did, that's one of the few things I, like, really liked about it is when she, she does really, it, She does play it well. She's mm-hmm. really self-conscious when she has the burn scars. She, like, always has her hair in her face but, and, like, doesn't okay, but, like, contact with people. It's no secret, though, that Nev Campbell is beautiful. I agree. Yeah. Like, even if you had to be covered up, like, she is a beautiful actress. <laughs> so, the big well, reveal... Like, this is a little bit of a 90s, like, you know, all 90s movies with the so-called unattractive female character. Yeah. Right? There's a whole canon of them. Yeah. They're all very obviously objectively attractive. Mm-hmm. All the characters in this, like, all four of them, they're you can't supposed to be hide. so weird. You can't hide that, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I do think she did a better job of it, because it isn't just, like, and the glasses and, like, the stuff. It's, like, more about her self-confidence. Her yeah. body, like, her body language, the, like, hunched shoulders and yeah. the greasy hair, I noticed, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, Fruza Bullock, um, if she lives in this squalid existence, uh-huh. how is she paying for private school? It's kind of like Sister Act 2, where it's like, they're like, oh, if the school closes, these kids will go to public school. I honestly wonder why it was set in a Catholic school, except I think they wanted, they wanted to have a the scene. They wanted the uniforms, and they wanted the scene in the church. Like, right. And I think that's oh, right. the yeah. only reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I had, I bet if they had to cut one, it would be the scene in the church. Like, also, definitely. Yeah. Then um, there's the part where they're on the bus. And the, the guy, uh, they're getting off. We are the weirdos, mister. Yeah. Okay, that was an awesome scene. <laughs> I literally watched that scene and thought to myself, I can imagine Monica and her stepsisters, like, watching this part. And me like, heck yeah. I wrote down Freaking it. out that yeah. bus driver. The working poor. I wrote down after that. <laughs> it's like, it's a pers- this movie is like a movie representation of the t-shirt. Where it's like, you laugh at me because I'm different. 
I laugh at you because you're all the same. Totally. It is. They all have, like, 90s-ass sunglasses on for that bus ride. Yes, too. they do. Yeah. Well, their outfits throughout. Like, I was thinking... That, that scene had some solid outfits in it. And there are several scenes where they're walking in a group. Like, yes. You know, slow motion. slow motion with music playing. Yes. Where they're wearing cool outfits, too. Yeah. They do, their, places. they do their little spooky stuff. I'm just wondering where these kids, like, I remember being in high school, and I remember how hard it was to get, like, a few things, like, a new pair of jeans. Right. One or two. Let alone all these accessories. All their witch clothes. <laughs> like, 50 necklaces. Like and I was trying to get... And I, the earrings. So I had this thing around the age I was really into this movie, as it happens, where I wanted to wear a ring on every finger. And it oh, was my like God. A goal, a goal I had. <laughs> There's somebody you should talk to, but not Well, it gets it gets better because I wanted to wear a ring on every finger, but that was something my self-employed mom was like, "I'm not buying for you." So I would get them an enchanted castle. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, like with my tickets, my grandparents would take me for their visitation to Enchanted Castle. I would play the arcade games till I had enough tickets to get a snake ring. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think how you prized it when you got it from like winning an upski ball. Yeah. Was there a game in particular that paid out pretty well to get those good, those sweet ass rings? Mm. Was a lot of ski ball. Yeah. Ski ball tended to play out well, especially because well. I was good at it too. If, with um, but I played a lot of Mortal Kombat three at ski ball, but they didn't give tickets. If you didn't rip yeah. your ticket, but if you pulled gently. More tickets would come. Oh, right? of course. Yeah. Every once in a while, you could get one or two more. Yeah. yeah, I would do the um, like the shoot the clowns one too. Oh yeah. But sometimes I could get like the bonus. So they have a little slumber no, let's party. Just, let's just post. Okay, the slumber party. Slumber parties. I'm so pleased that they play light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yes. But I would have also liked to see like them do the Pen Fifteen Club and the no, hot cup of water. I don't know about you, but light as a feather, stiff as a board. Was a must. It was at girls' slumber party. This captured the excitement of <laughs> a slumber party very well. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, I talked to my guy friends, and it sounds like their slumber parties at the same time was like trying to get everybody would try and go to sleep early to like wait everyone else out, try and go look up porn when everyone else was asleep. Is what it seems like. Is like what a guy slumber Sometimes, party is. Yeah, around that time, yeah, around sixteen or so. Yeah. Yeah, like just hoping like everyone will pass out so you can get on their computer alone. I really and slow like download like a picture of a girl's slumber party. I really like that the mom busts in very suddenly with towels. Clean towels. Yes. She's like, I've got clean towels because she was clearly like checking in on Leslie stuff happening. No, well, she's even like, she's she asked if they're smoking high. pod. Yeah, she's getting high, but get it? It's a pun because no, they are getting high. I'm... They're getting high on light as a feather, stiff as a board. If I remember moms of girls who dress the way the girls did in this movie. Yeah, she was checking that there was it. no lesbians. Actually, you're, this is probably your mom instincts working for you. Because yeah. you're probably right. Now that I'm thinking about it, it is probably that you're like, that one in that coat could be lesbian on my daughter. And yeah. <laughs> she'd probably if, sure. if Rory ever brings home a furs a bulk, you're going to say, hey, Rory, listen, you know, I accept you whichever way you are. But just so you know. That girl's gonna make a move on you, and I want to make sure you're okay with it before it happens when you don't know what to say. <laughs> I totally took it as like checking on them for drugs. Yeah, that's what I took it as too. Yeah. Especially because my parents used to do that kind of thing a lot. 1996, Faruza Bulk shows up at your house. 
that mom is checking in for lesbian action. <laughs> I guarantee it. But, this, but I do, but I, they do actually drop a hint that Fruzabalk is a lesbian. What is that? In the movie, she says, I love a woman in uniform or something. That's right. She I, say well, that. I was yeah. kind of disappointed too, because I remember there used to be some website that reviewed movies from a Christian perspective. Yeah. And I would go there and I'd read it and I'd laugh. And it said this movie had lesbianism in it. And I watched this movie and I was like, um, so, not really. I think this movie has implied lesbianism. Like a little bit. For the 90s. I think that's the as 90s. close as you would get. I do think it was intended to be there. I mean, at this time you're starting to get like prestige pictures about like women bumping. Yeah. Like what at that time though? I don't just I don't doubt. No, it, I mean like I Boys Don't, don't Cry was like a year later, or so yeah, like true. a year and a half. Was it that? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah. But uh, but I mean, you know, like, it was, same there ballpark. wasn't very much of it. Like this was around the same time. There was a huge deal that Ellen came out. So I got the feeling too. They were trying to make it like it. I do. I think the movie was edited and written in a way where it was intended for a PG thirteen rating. Sure. Um, and I, I got the feeling there are a few things like I. I think that sexuality is one of them where they were trying to imply it without saying yeah, it. No, I, I actually do agree with that too. Like I, I was like kind of joking around, but yeah. no, I agree that there's like kind of this whole like getting inducted in this whole like sisterhood thing. And I, but I kind of also resent that there are so few examples of cinematic, like just female heterosexual or friendships or like, sexuality. Non, well, it doesn't matter what the sexuality is, but just female friendship. Right. That's where that's my big problem with this movie. Yeah, actually, and Me I don't too. know. I guess we can get into it at the end, but um, we can get into it now. Just who so, you guys say. Okay, so watching this movie, and I've never seen this whole movie until now. Oh, really? This is my first full viewing. I've only seen parts of it before, so I'm like, and I can always get on board with any movie about female friendship. Because- Britney Spears, Anson Mount, Zoe Saldana. Karen Manning, Crossroads. Because women um, in television and cinema, uh, their relationships in, in the past, especially, are usually like so contentious. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, if nothing else, they're this they're this group. They have this bond. They witness that murder that they think you <laughs> might have been responsible <laughs> for. Yeah, um, expendable man. <laughs> but then in the end, like. There's, okay, I can get on board with, like, Fruza Balk gets, like, power mad, and she thinks she has possessed the spirit, and he's come into it's her. Her, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are the other two girls, yes. Bonnie and... Um, Ra- uh, Rochelle. Rochelle. Her real name's Rachel. Why? Her name is Rochelle. Why are they on board with Fruza so, Balk? Like, I they should have... This was one of They should have at some too. point turned and been, like... Actually, we're not okay with what she's doing and taken the other girl's side. Instead, at the end, like, that was such a deliberate, even the very end, they could have come around Mm -hmm. and been like, hey, they had that meeting. Like, yeah, they had the meeting. The ending should have been like, hey, you know, she got really carried away. We're really sorry. We we don't know. Like they could yeah, have, they there could have been it? a reconciliation at the end, but instead it's just the main girl whose name, what's her name? Her real name's Robin Tunney, but her Robin Tunney's character, Sarah, Sarah right. being like, yeah, well fuck you guys. Cause I'm all powerful. And like, I'm going to cast a spell yeah, on like, you. I have all the power and fuck you. And they're but just also, like, when they're walking away, they're like, it, it was like, they were cynically reaching out to her in the first place. Right. That's the thing mm-hmm. is that all they wanted was to do more spells power, with yeah, her. 
where they should have been just like, like I would have been, been, wait, I would have been way, too. That was what was right. weird. Is like I, neither of them at any point had any like evil parts coming out. Like Prusabok was always an ambivalent character. I felt like they introduced her; she was a bitch from the very beginning. Yeah. But the other two, it's like they have very sympathetic stories. One is all scarred, and the other is the victim of, like, a racist bully. Yeah. So those are both very sympathetic storylines, and their desire for justice is more legit than Sarah's. Right. Right. And, well, and I think, that, like, I can see that them getting, like, caught up in someone who is, like, a strong personality who they've been friends with for a long time. Yeah. Because that's the other thing, too, like, I'm sh- Which like, they could have ex- is, explored. But also, like... You know, we all know, like, there's people we were friends with in high school who we're not mm-hmm. friends with now that's for a reason. For a reason, yeah. yeah it's like in high school, I'm like, oh, you, you make excuses yeah. for people, especially, like, I know as someone who's, like, you know, picked on, like, kind of nerdy, like, there's, we, you have friends who, like, in that group, like, you make excuses for them because yeah, you you're both a ton picked of friends. On. Yeah, yeah, and, so, and like, it's like, that's what you have in common, and you see why. And then, yeah. like, a few years later, you know, you're on Facebook, and they're, like, an, you know, MRA, like, yeah. you know? <laughs> And it's like, oh, I've had that experience. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I have more or less, and it's like, oh, okay, you've gone just full. When we both like, it's just like, yeah, yeah. No, there, the it's clear that that was one of a couple endings written. Mm -hmm. Like, I really do feel that way. Felt like a lot of rewrites. There there was a lot of, I know, editing too. Like, because originally, I guess too, like. It was implied that Sarah had it was the only one who actually had any power. Right. Yeah. Which is unclear in the movie. Mm-hmm. I was, a lot of things actually don't totally make sense to me in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So I just was really frustrated by the because I'm like, I could kind of make excuses for like the way date rape is handled in this movie <laughs> or something for like, well, the time, let's say. But there's no reason to completely throw the baby out with the bathwater on this like female friendship theme. I think again, it's the nineties though. There was this like, there's, there's a serious issue. Who was nailing an intern. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. I was going to say more that's like, okay, so here's the serious issue or this truth that we, we agree like writers or whatever. We're like, Oh, that's a good thing to write a story about. Now, how can we make it drama full? And then right. like the way they try and make it drama full is make it stupid. Right. Is how it felt. It was like we need some we need some conflict. It was just like with how dark the ending is for Feruza Balk's character. She's in a mental yeah. institution. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, there was no reason to have like kind of a dark ending to the friendships overall, except that it was to like demonize what? female friendships. Yes. And. Um, well, just women's women feeling empowered yeah. in any way guys i just i want to come clear to the listeners i've cut out a lot of you and monica sniping back and forth like the only woman in the end who's empowered is sarah yes and her stepmom presumably. but she's but she's on her own then like it has to be like this solitary thing which i'm sorry but makes me think of like corporate women who rose especially at that time have this attitude of like, like women who did well in business tend to not, at least in the past, and this is still a problem today, like help other women who are trying to get up. And like, it has that feeling of like women who are successful don't always reach out to disenfranchised women or just like other women who are and it. It just, maybe that's a leap, but it's a deleted scene. I'm going to real quick say, I know there's a deleted scene where Sarah goes to visit Nancy Rizabal. At the the mental mental institution or something. Yeah. But I would say also, building on that, and I agree completely, 
Sarah's character has everything from go. She has a huge house. She has the yes. natural talent. Like she is privileged in every way. She's yeah. like the petite, pretty, you know, the one who can do all this stuff. Bruce Balk in every way, or Nancy, has like it's implied that there's a trailer incest park going on. Is being like with well, the sexually, sexually abused yeah, by yeah. her stepdad. That's yeah, yeah that's incest. still in. It's still in her Good family. Shame. Sure, Dan. It was okay that Woody Allen married <laughs> his adopted daughter because she was adopted. And also, I, it's, I'm a big proponent of that. Yeah, so it's <laughs> Woody Allen apologist over here, Dan O'Dwyer. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I don't have enough like face for the eye roll. <laughs> That I want to give to Woody Allen. But it's like, but Frozenbalk has such, or Nancy, not really, I yeah. guess, the character. You can go on you can, we, I, we I mean, she kind of is the two, but, but I'm really referring to the character. Had it so hard and tried and wanted, you know, you can understand why she wants power and why she wants out. And, you know, all these things going on in her There's life make sense. There yeah. should be sympathy, but I feel like the movie treats her like such a straight villain at the yes. end. Instead of being like, well, this is a person who. Once she dons the full length leather jacket yeah. there's no going <laughs> which, back which is like kind of like a couple years before columbine and like yeah 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 and they were like this is the look of evil yeah um, maybe <laughs> gotta listen to his at the slumber party um, they're watching bewitched which is a mistake it's a mistake from um the, like they pointed this on the mystery science theater overdrawn at the memory bank which I know is one of Lewis's favorites, is when you're watching a bad movie, don't remind people of, like, a better a thing better. So it's kind of like, oh, man, I kind of wish I was watching Bewitched. It's a, it's a funny show. <laughs> I noticed yeah. that they had Bewitched on the TV. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of thought it was a cute little reference, but again, it was a weird tonal thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's weird stuff. Well, yeah. A lot of places in this movie where it's like, is this a celebration of witchdom, witchhood, witchiness? Or is it like that's a scary thing that's evil and horrible? I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Bonnie gets a, a treatment on her for her scars. Yeah, and it's weird because the person's the way they're refreshing the screen. The person's taking new pictures. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah, and no one's in, looking at her back. Instead of her mom is looking at. I noticed this too. Watching the monitor, it's like why wouldn't you just look at her back? back? Right Save money in special effects. I think <laughs> <laughs> that's my first. I think you're right. Thing. They yeah. go ahead. They find out that at some point here at the witch store that whatever they put on people around them, or like whatever they, whatever damage they do, will come back to them times three. Mm-hmm. So the girl, uh, Rochelle, the girl who had been bullying her, she made it so like her hair was falling out, mm-hmm. and um, like they've done some. I mean, for, for me too. I mean, that's heavy duty, you know. <laughs> Um, they've done some heavy duty damage, but they're like, whatever. And they go to invoke the spirit on the beach one night. Mm-hmm. There's also a part two, um, I want to point out just cause it's the nineties and this is very important is so after, um, Bonnie gets her like new look and her confidence, they're walking She's some guy. She's like, Ooh, he's got a nice ass. Yeah, that's right. Nineties yeah. and ladies love buns. Ladies love buns. <laughs> JCVDs yeah. the biggest movie star. I don't want to know about your sex life. <laughs> There's also the part where they discuss putting a glamour on. This uh-huh. is another thing that bothers me. A lot of this is real stuff from Wiccan beliefs, okay. by the way. Sure. No, here's... The, here's the rule of three is an actual Yes, thing. I'm aware. Yeah. But here's the thing. So, 
Robin Tinney, as we've discussed, is wearing a wig in this movie. Yes. And she's like, I'm going to change my they hair color. They could change that wig very easily. But instead, but instead, instead. they put in this <laughs> shitty CGI hair stuff. wig. But you know, at that time, hair mascara was really cool. Oh my god! And hair mascara was a real version of that shitty CGI where if you move even a little, it looks like shit. Hair mascara, (laughs) which I bought, I did too, and thought, like, oh man, this is gonna look so cool. It looks it's straight up mascara that you put in your hair. It does it does not move. It looks horrible. It's like plasticky streaks that you pull through. It's not good. And another sign of the times is Fruza Box says she would like a smaller ass. Yes. No no woman with an ass that size. Yeah. Well, it's really funny because I, I noticed how skinny she was and how narrow her ass was. Because I'm now living in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Where like there's no limit to how big a butt can be. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Or bounce for the ounce, you know? It was a different time, truly. 100%. The 90s was all about skinny butts. Yeah, it's... Girls at least, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, they invoke the spirit. Landing crashes. Um, I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. surprised we didn't hear that song by Live. <laughs> Me too. A bold, I like, am surprised Live isn't in the soundtrack, but again, I think it was too expensive. I mean, Jules in the soundtrack, she was pretty big. Hers of all walks on water in like a hilarious CG moment. Yeah, there's a lot of hilarious CG. So that's it. I remember like a few key points watching like Flash Gordon when I was like 10 or some shit. And it was like people were like, I was like, yeah, these special effects look like dog shit. And they're like, well, it was good for the time. Like, no, I I know it was good for the time, but it still meant it looked like dog shit. And like, these were good CGI for the time. And I can tell you. Low budge, like it I mean, wasn't post Jurassic Park. So yeah. I mean, when you say, but, it's, okay, but Jurassic Park had a mix of big, yeah, practical. And no, around because like I saw like I so this to, was not good for the time. Like this would have been no, it, it was good it, CGI for the time, but CGI is passable for the time. It's passable yeah. CGI. CGI it just looked like shit at the time. You yeah. had to con- you know camouflage it with other stuff. That's, still, that's true. That's still true to a certain degree, but it looked worse then and. They so, yeah, what's funny is where they chose to use it because there are some, there are a few places in this movie where they use CGI, right? And it's not as conspicuous as it well, could it seems be. like walking on water, is something you can easily accomplish without CGI. Right, like in that ACDC yeah. video where the, the they have the plexiglass yeah. right under the yeah. water. Yeah. yeah, and instead they do this like really. They also use CGI for the the bugs crawling on her later and yes. the hair. You know, and in every case you can tell, and in every case I wonder like there was a way to do this. Would, and would it have been... And it would have looked better. Like, and it wouldn't have cost more as costly, much. Yeah. It would have cost less. So, um, Robin Tunney's character has cast a love spell uh-huh. onto Skeet Ulrich. That's right, yeah. And yeah. she agrees <laughs> to go on a date with him. And he tries to rape her. Well, what's weird is, first it starts off with the, the rapes. He's like, hey, can I give you a back rub? She's like, I don't really want a back rub. And he starts giving her one. She's like... I said no, mm-hmm. which is weird that that's like the beginning of it. It was like at first I, I mean was no, joking. I was no that didn't bother me as much because I felt like she was kind of like wanting to end this interaction. I agree but overall, it, it and just, he was like pushing. At first, it, I just thought it seemed a little like oh, is he like giving a non-consensual background? But then he really goes for it. Yeah, yeah. it turns into a full-blown like. You can't even wonder which, what it is. I guess like on the one hand, I'm like, well, the love spell. So in theory, like he should, he should be driven by love, and like 
he shouldn't do that. But at the same time, he seemed like a date rapist before the spell. Right. At every point, this guy yeah. had like a million red flags. Right. From the very first time she met him when he was calling hey, out check her out women's sluts. sluts. Want to watch me football? Watch me play football. <laughs> and then wanted to watch me play football. That was a day rapist from Go. So in some ways, she should have known better. She's right. a smart, natural witch. And I think she should have known. Because even, like, at the very beginning, like, when she first interacts with him, and he's, like, hitting on her, and he's, like, sorry about my friends, they're jerks, and she says... You are who you hang out with. I'm like, okay, so she's yeah, kind so of she's smart, smart, actually. Yeah, but then she like watches him play football and stuff, and she's kind of yeah. Like, I, I mean, just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like the motivations don't. That, make that's sense, true, really. but like you're also looking at it more as like an adult because like I remember like. Well, I was going to say that yeah. in high school, this high was school, the like, thing. I had a so lot then, of crushes that I regret. So then. Um, Roosevelt goes to this house party after that to try after and the rape take take attempted rape. <laughs> okay, but hang on. I, I'm gonna real quick back up. I would like to rewind, and I would like to say that the the back rub and the rape scene actually came after several. They had a few scenes before that where he was showing more and more interest in her because it was about her yeah, turning yeah. the tables. Yeah. And it was a slow burn, so it yeah. wasn't just like it went full sure. bore. I mean, you know, we don't have to touch. We we skip right over all the dead sharks on the beach too. True, right? Just skip hilarious. the dead sharks. It's a Wait, gift. Do you want to talk about, 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 oh, yeah, about no, the dead no, sharks? No, we don't have to. But she's like, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift from my Again, in her floor length. Uh-huh. On the beach. And there's I can't also, think of anything less comfortable than wearing that jacket on the also beach. Also, the part where you're starting to think Nancy's losing her spadoinkle because they're driving along and she's like running red lights. Oh yeah, and they keep. They say the word paranoid like a thousand times in that scene. Like, are you paranoid? I'm not paranoid. paranoid. <laughs> and then the girls in the back are like, paranoid, paranoid, paranoid. Because, you know, that's fun. I was hoping, like, like really after Scream, we, we started getting, like, sound covers by, like, song covers. But like, we could have had, like, a Kula Shaker or Space Hawk covering Paranoid at that point. Mm-hmm. Just missed opportunity. Part of the people making it, I think. That's maybe a little too clever for the people involved. Um, <laughs> Balk goes to this party, though, and yeah. goes to take advantage of this guy in his drunken stupor. I have a lot of questions about her motivation. Okay, this is the very scene. beginning of my questions. This is where the movie starts to like really take then a turn where I'm like, I'm she's just sure. like glamour to appear as though she's Robin Tunney. And, Sarah. and she um, pulls a revenge of the nerds on him. Uh-huh. And uh, by pretending to cry. Also, remember that the sex starts with her crying. Yes. Okay, so to me, okay, so it seems like she's there for revenge reasons for her friend on behalf think, of her friend. No, but then No, I think she was it jealous. Clear, it's a jealousy thing and yeah. it's about her self-esteem is wrapped up in this. Well, they made it clear earlier that so she was very hurt by this Nancy guy. and this guy had were His together rejection. before, and yes. he did the same thing to her before Sarah. And now Sarah put the spell on him, and he's obsessed with Sarah. But Nancy wants revenge for when he. But did I the feel same like if Nancy if was they, asked when she went to go do this, she would have said, said it was, it was to for her friend. Sarah. But it mm-hmm. so, which is very high school. I do. I think, I think I mean, that this does reflect like something that right. had happened in high school. I agree with that. But I'm bothered that then the whole issue with what's happening, first of all, that, like, the sexual revenge is super fucked up. Yeah. The whole thing is weird. Yeah. And then 
Then that it's, hey, back off him. He's had enough already. Like, he is a fucking date rapist. Right. And, like, our response to him, date rape, our friend, is to go have sex with him. Right. And we better give him what he wants. It's all really troubled. Like, I I have a lot of issues with, like, what transpired here. That, first of all, that, like, he shouldn't be blamed for well, his Well, I don't actions. have as much of a well, problem with it because he ends up dead, like, moments later. So He was under a spell and he does die. So. <laughs> okay, so he was under, but he was, okay, but he's not. Because he, I, I don't like the excuse of he was under a spell, so it's okay that he tried well, to Well, that's what's kind of fucked up about this movie, and this is the time it was made. That's the thing. It's, it's so indicative of the time uh-huh. that because, it really bothers me that young girls went to see this movie about these cool witches and that one of them was only almost date raped. And that later it's like this thing of, he didn't mean it. Well, I mean, honestly though, like in, I mean, like that is so troublesome. The president of the United States around this time used his position at power to To put a cigar up an intern's vagina. And Mm -hmm. it was like, the problem problem was never him in the con- the cultural conversation. The problem was never that she was young and he used his power to do that. Like right. at right. that time, at least for like, my absorption, like I was a little older at that, the time, yeah. and that wasn't the issue either. No, it, it was, was that he did this dirty thing, right? With this little slut, yeah. and, and, yeah. and it's like, oh, well, she's over eighteen. It's like, well, she's twenty two, and he's she's like, a fucking kid. He's the president, yeah. of the United States, yeah. Right. And, 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 oh, he lied. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't Okay, really... but real quick side note, again, my favorite cameo ever on Saturday Night Live is whenever John Goodman would show up as Linda Tripp. <laughs> <laughs> yes! By the way, that is like a kill Linda Tripp. To this day! <laughs> her voice, down to her voice. Down to everything. Yes. It's the Saturday Night Live impression. It's how I remember it. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry, Linda Tripp, you didn't deserve that. Yes, she fucking yeah, did. You she did. recorded her yeah, fight. Yeah. yeah well, I don't think, I don't know if she deserves that, like, to be forever. <laughs> John Goodman. Dude, John Goodman's awesome, though. Like, to be fair. Impersonating you. Um, <laughs> no, this this whole scene is really problematic. And this is where I, I start to feel like there's this, I feel like in this movie, it's like two movies kind of slammed together. Yeah. Is yes. how it feels yes. to me. There's also, but there's a really funny scene here, and I'm really sorry to sidetrack where her was a bulk starts like floating towards him and you see her like Michi yes. dragging across. Yes. <laughs> the shoes dragging. And I remember thinking I got to get some shoes laces. like that and then oh I found something and I couldn't ever bring myself to wear them. I, I, I used to, around not too long after this, I was wearing um, boots that would embarrass kids. <laughs> like the band. Like they were like these giant the platforms. Yeah, with like buckles and stuff. So Dan, yeah. tell me when you would wear your kiss boots like what kind of what kind of outfit might you pair those with? Yeah, what would you wear that uh, with? Oh, like Jankos, like an Aussie yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Did you wear shorts at that time? Because what I really like, I really like. I would when, never. I would never pair um, boots with shorts. No. Um, I, I I never. I always knew enough about like that. Like a cargo shorts, because I feel like that's the thing that guys like. If a guys, guy who wears a Jenko type of pants is going to probably wear a cargo short as well for the I, summer. I would wear a cargo short, but I wouldn't pair with boots. I'd wear like sandals or really? shoes. And That's I wouldn't, nice. and I also wouldn't do the thing where you wear um, shoes and then pull your socks up to Out like your shoe. knees. Yeah. And then, you know, you're wearing jeans, that shorts too. that go shorts. down past your knees. So it looks like you're wearing cool I'm frequently <laughs> thankful that I did not know Dan's 
<laughs> okay, but Dan did wear like a onesie to your second or third date, so <laughs> you knew what you were getting. It was into. a Michael Myers jumpsuit <laughs> that I later fashioned into my best best costume, costume, costume ever, ever, my sexy Michael Myers. I threw it away, and I'm like, so regretful of that decision. You should have given it to your daughter. I mean. Like, like that's something you hold heirloom. on to yeah. for the rest of your life. Like all my other Halloween costumes are hanging in a closet. We have very limited storage space in this house. Like of all of them, though, that my, was yeah. yeah. My, I have two costumes that are covered in blood. <laughs> Real blood <laughs> in the spare bedroom. Sonny's blood. <laughs> the the metallic smell that comes from that closet. No, but like, and and that I tossed. Aww. Yeah. That's before we moved here. It's a damn shame. It is a shame. It is a shame. That's what it is. Um, so, um, Robin Tenney has a dream where the, the They all fly in the window. I can't even say it. What? 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 They all fly in the window. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, reminded me of another movie I was really into around the same time. Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. Has a similar scene. A much better movie, in my opinion. You know, it's for me, it's a toss-up. Like. All right. Well, this movie has a history for you. Oh, yeah. But well, I saw them both as kids. Like, I saw them around the same time. The three of them? This seemed like a more grown-up. The three oh, of, it is. You know, so, like, for me, this was, I, at the time, I was like, this is, like, an R-rated Hocus Pocus. So this is, like, not a little kid. Which movie? Right. This is, like, a big kid. The three of them? Which flying in the window. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Like, we, we don't, we both been kind of taking the movie in in silence, and the moment that they flew through the window, we all just, like, <laughs> Both just bust out laughing so hard. It's so funny. And then, like, uh, Sarah goes to the, the bookstore, and there's, like, a big CGI fireball that looks like dog shit. Yeah, like, yeah like, it looks really The dying. TV show, actually, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is, like, only, like, a year or so later than this, too. Yes. And the special effects in that show are about as good as in this movie. It's like... I, I just, like, can't believe, like, with all the falling action here, that the other two are so mean to her. Yeah. It's like shocking. Well, it's just, it's, they take this turn again. Like I said before, they're it's sympathetic characters and all of a sudden they just turn evil they are, and they no longer talk. They, they, just they are words. because, especially because like at the end when they go to reconcile and they don't do it. But like, I do feel like it's, so those people fall into a thing where they, they go along, like they become toadies. Of, like, oh, totally. Someone. But then, but here's I the thing. I don't think that's how it's portrayed in this movie. No, I don't. And even had they, there could have been a choice in the movie to make them toadies. And they could have reconciled in the end. I really hate They could have given them really any reason. The like, yeah, I hated the if they If they actually did try to reconcile, like, for good or ill, like, I think they would have been better. Oh, totally. Well, I, I when, when, when she's walking away, then she's like, oh, she probably lost her powers. Anyway, anyway like, yeah. It, it's so stupid. It's like, yeah, I, I got the feeling, I though, again, the they wanted to justify the conflict. They wanted to make the conflict not be Wicca's fault. I think that so they needed to, to make, make it also like, the, like that they're bad people. Yeah, they're bad people. Like, you know, you can't just be like, oh. But they're, like, clearly not bad people. Right. Like, and even if they were, it's like, well, we've been given excuses for all right. of them where their lives See, have been we're, we're legitimately like, actually, hard. like, I think Feruza Balk's character falls in the category of someone who is bad, who had who had a, a shitty life. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can only do so much, but, like, because I knew people like this in high school. Yeah. I'm sure we all did. Where it's like, you, you try to reach out to them and stuff, and eventually you're like, you know, you're, totally. you're just a not a good person. Like... Right, there is, and the other day we were talking about this, there is that accountability, even for people that have a lot of excuses, there's that point where there's, you know, you can have an expectation. Right, like, and, like, and and it's, like, 
and I feel like Fruza, what happens to her is tragic, like mm-hmm. because uh, because of that, because it's like, you know, if she never got this power, she you know she, she would have just ended up pregnant young or something. Like that's yeah. bad, but it's like. But maybe she'd have a chance to be a better person. But it's just being a mentalist. So I think the yeah. message. So again, I, again, I, I think there were multiple writers, and I think they had different. There were multiple writers. I think I remember reading that too. That would make sense. I didn't read it. I don't know it, but it, the movie feels like that to me. Yeah. It definitely does, whether there were or weren't. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's so whether or not that's the case, probably it was. Um, I got the feeling that they really just. Oh, I'm sorry, I totally lost my train of thought thinking about the other writers. Sorry, my bad. It's about uh, the choices with. Like Fraser Box character. Fraser Box character. Oh, they gave her everything. Okay, so the whole story, I think the one writing theme that they were trying to follow, or like the string they were trying to follow, is be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because it comes back right. to you. Yeah. So they were trying to get, say, like, oh, so even when you get like the answer to your problems, what kind of person are you after it? But a lot of the stuff later in the movie is just kind of like it did as a bitch. Well, yeah, not, like too. Yeah, like, it, did. it was like a stupid t shirt. It was girl, like the girl yeah, was picking was, on yeah. Michelle. She's, like, wearing a wig at the end of the movie. Yeah. And she walks up to Rochelle at the party and says, listen. And, the, like, as if to say, like, hey. I'm like, sorry. I'm she's sorry. Say she's but saying. then it cuts away before there's any right. resolution to that scene. So, my, I don't know why they even have the moment that she says, listen, in the movie. It's such a sloppy editing choice. I agree. So, again, it's, like, another point where it's, like, maybe there was, like, another ending where the other two redeem themselves to some degree. Yeah, or she's even, or even just well, like, even, if, if, even, or even like maybe like she, like the girl is like, hey, my life's terrible, and this girl like feels bad or something. Yeah. But, or it's even clear how her losing her hair in any way would make her, her not connect be a to her racism. Because yeah. I don't see how those two are related. They're not. <laughs> like the only thing she hates about black people is their hair, I guess, is the. Is, well, maybe you see. You should do like the Twilight Zone. Where one day she makes him, she's black, and she has to like. Learn would be that. see, and that would be like more like. Then oh, it would man. be like and that then we makes. See Rod Serling at the end of the movie smoking a cigarette, and be like, okay, we're in the Twilight Zone. Like if it was just a punishment, I would say it makes sense because she made fun of yeah. Rochelle's yeah. hair earlier in the movie, so yeah. I can understand why it was like. Which Rochelle has beautiful, beautiful hair. hair. Yeah. So, but I can see how that would be would relate to the spell, but I don't see how the bully girl would make that connection. No. Or decide to turn it's, nice. It's, it's, just, lazy it's just lazy writing, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, on that so, note, though, I think we, we should go end. ahead and. Yeah, there's oh, snakies. Yeah, there's snakies and. As there, as there have been throughout. Oh, wait, you know what we haven't talked about yet, though? Hmm. Sarah's suicide. Suicide attempt. That's right. So, we've been leaving so out. The whole stuff actually yeah. Yeah. Well, next thing is like, because it ties it to her character in Empire Records as well. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. Setting her wrist. Mm-hmm. And the and the performative like you know suicide as a part of your character yes yeah and but it, so it figures into the snake thing no a suicide attempt is a part of a female's character a female's character right. totally yeah and it was this does really I have mixed feelings about this movie and all these all this stuff the date rape the racism the the suicide mental health uh, being an outcast in high school bullying like all these are real issues. This movie handles them lazily and badly right, because it's like, but it, but well, it was like, before it was normal to tackle them, right. especially that many in the movie. That is true, but so but like Sarah, Sarah's character, it's just like thrown in for a little bit of color. Like, well, I think it's also thrown in because like the kind of girl that's attracted to this probably is also attracted, to in, the, or at least yeah. knows someone who is attracted yeah. to. That is what, yeah, that's. Yeah. I would agree with that, but like, it's also like. Like, I remember, it's like on Wikipedia, like, the synopsis, like, it's implied that, like, 
she's tried she tried to kill herself before because of she couldn't deal with her powers. Like I just thought it was because maybe her mom died or something. Yeah, I didn't get a strong. Is it later at one point in the movie they make some comment about how her powers always hurt people, so yeah. maybe it was because of her powers. But then another time yeah. I got the feeling it was just. But it's the kind of thing too, though. Where I think as like filmmakers, I kind of wish they hadn't included it just because it's not really like a central thing in the movie. And there are a lot of ideas in this movie. And mm-hmm. but for things that like a movie that you're you want to play with like teenage girls and stuff, it's like dangerous to have a protagonist. Like it's dangerous to do it for teenage boys too. I want to be really clear on that. Yeah, That's a sexist thing, but like teenagers kill themselves more than like adults do. Yes, and no, that's not true. Oh, maybe it's not, but it's. I feel like adults kill themselves way more than teenagers do. But it's still a, it's I still think, a dangerous thing to portray to teenagers. I think teenagers do make. I don't know the percentage. I honestly have no idea what it is like percentage. No, adults are way. I mean, but then you would say, but adults are likely to follow through successfully. I will say this too. You're an adult for a lot longer than your teenager. Yeah. So to to qualify that. Sure. It's just, it just seems like, you know, especially like her, she's like the hero of the movie. It's like having like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's something I would, I wish they'd touch on better if you're going to touch on it at all. Or I wish they did it in a way, so in every one of these things, too, I wish they did it in a way where there's some path to how you handle it that's productive. I mean, it's a, right. it's a tough so Other than included, getting witch powers and then everyone likes you because of to that. to handle yeah. responsibly, and there's no attempt made here. It's just, no. again, it's just I, I guess that's, again, it's an, yeah. To me, it's, it's an exploitation yeah. film. So, yeah. I mean, like, all of these, and, like, a, a suicidal or self-injurious girl is the girl that you would assume if you were making an exploitation film would be like a witch. Right. right. So I can see how they, it's, it's lazy and I don't agree with it or like it, but I get why they did it. I get why they did it. It, it just, but especially I, I now in retrospect, like 20 so, years later, it's, so it's like, yeah. yeah. And it's, no, and it's handled in such a gratuitous, like they show her with the blood all over her hands, you know, yeah. that flashback scene. And like, and she's drinking out of a glass that's full of blood, which I was kind of like, okay, so she, Right. She cut her wrist and then she took a sip of like bloody water. Which also, I do I mean, like. I also like that the girls all drink a little bit of each other's blood. Yeah, yeah, and then Nancy really chugs it down. There's a lot of like. Well, it's kind of like their kiss too, because like remember when Kiss put their blood in the comic book ink? Oh yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, dude, Kiss rules. <laughs> I do remember around the same time I liked this movie, liking Interview with the Vampire a lot. Mm-hmm. So I will say that probably these girls liked Anne Rice as well. Yeah. Okay, so. for sure. <laughs> for sure. No, it, it, it is. I do wonder because I don't see them walking around as much. Like, are there like spooky kids? I was actually thinking about that going mm. into recording this. Like, are there like goth kids in high school anymore? Because they were oh, always yes. there. Absolutely. Like, okay, good. 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 Um, well, looking at Jake's friends, anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see them all the time. Small sample size, but... Actually, sure. they're getting way better. From what I see, like, kids now are way better at being goth than they were in the 90s, because the internet exists, so you can look up YouTube, tor- like, tutorials, and you can get, like, your cool coffin necklaces from China really oh, cheaply. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's way easier... Less DIY and, like... Yeah, to do it well now. Yeah. <laughs> So we, we get the big confrontations. Yeah. So uh-huh, there's a bunch finally. of snakes and bugs there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the main horror, by the way. If we were going to, we're talking about this as a horror movie. I think the main like thing you're supposed to be afraid of is your own insecurity and snakes, snakes and bugs. And bugs. I'm, I'm, I am terrified of bugs. So, <laughs> um, yeah. 
not to give away my scariest scene, but <laughs> definitely. So this is the scariest movie you've watched <laughs> for this podcast so far. Pretty much. That's um, what you're saying. There's finger snakes with that uh-huh. thing. Um, and All those finger snakes, that's right. The CGI finger snakes. <laughs> I forgot. We were talking about the CGI. I forgot about that CGI. Of course. There's... um. There's like she she gets rid of like Rochelle and Bonnie by like giving him a uh-huh. vision like oh what if your hair fell out Rochelle uh-huh. and Bonnie what if you were scars, scars came back worse yeah. and then they run away and so yeah like these people need to realize there are serious fears like a mortgage I like that they're coming. right like, they're, like you're gonna fears grow up and get ugly and old yeah one hundred percent wrapped in their looks yeah, yeah dude. It'd be like to be more of the time. They should have been wearing the dot com bubbles, which it did. Y two K is coming. Yeah. So how does Sarah win this conflict? Um. Well, so she. It turns out she's like she finally gives in because she doesn't. She invokes wanna... the spirit herself, yeah. which is what the witch in the witch store told her she needs to do yeah. Yeah. in order to save herself. She needs. I think what they're trying to say. Now, this is really confusing to me, and I've seen this movie a bunch of times, <laughs> sure. so I'm pretty sure it's confusing to everyone. But I think what they're saying is that Nancy has all the power of Manon or whatever. Uh, and Sarah needs to do the same ritual herself so that she has an right. equal power in order to counter Nancy's power. Because okay. now Nancy is like hard worked herself past Sarah's natural ability. Oh, okay. Sure. I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah. That's how I read it anyway. Like how I took it. Yeah. And so the message is don't rest on your laurels. Dude, wouldn't it be cool though if instead, like, she invoked the spirit of Marduk, the <laughs> Babylonian god, and like, there's like, it's like shows up with his fucking horns and well, actual neo pagans and Wiccans, and it's an overlap between the two. They do use like, oh yeah, other gods. Yeah, well, there's a whole movement too to get racists out of neo paganism because there's a lot of that. Oh, I didn't know about that, but that yeah. makes sense because there's all Norse. that Nordic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, are you guys ready to get in the segments? Um, sure. Well, just yeah, oh. the ending. So. Um, they fight it out. Yeah. Um, she crashes a dresser into Sarah, mm-hmm. and the, her clothes are flat. And it would have been really funny if she was flat, like in a steamroller. Like <laughs> I thought. And then, um, yeah, movie ends with um, uh, Nancy in the nut house, yeah. and and also she ends in a Christ-like pose, um, a mm-hmm. thing that I think was much better used in Friday Thirteenth Part Four. Also, there is a lot of scenery chewing. Yes. From Fruzabok through this whole yeah. finale. From the invoking the spirit and the whales onward, it is like really. Like the whole scene where she sexually assaults the date rapist. Yes. There's like, again, so much toothy acting. Which oh. is, it is really frustrating because it gives me a moral quandary, but not the one it's supposed to. Right. Like, so, like, if someone's a date rapist, like a horrible date rapist, is it okay to date rape them with your magic? Uh, mine was more even like, dude, he probably deserves, And then murder him. He probably deserves to die, really. But well, like, I mean, he probably dude, does. Can you, like, be honest with your friend and, like, just kill the guy and, like, not have some weird head game thing where you have to seduce him? And, like, appear to and be just, her and, like, all this, like, yeah. weird... There's a lot going on in that yeah. scene. There's, Yeah. There's a lot of so, unresolved feelings. I think we talked a lot about like the the time period and stuff and high school and yeah. like where this kind of fits in the cultural lexicon. The movie was successful. It was kind of wasn't supposed to be an unexpected hit. And uh, yeah, so the segments, hottest titties. Oh, tough, tough one. I think I'm going to give it to Nev Campbell. 
Okay. I'm going to give it to Sarah, Robin, and Tani at the end when she's running. She is huge. Babies. Very much so. If it's just like. I noticed Nev Campbell in that 90s cut top, you know, those square mm-hmm. tops. Mm-hmm. She her boobs look pretty good in that. Yeah, no, I mean, and like, definitely. Yeah. And I think I think Rochelle is really the Rochelle hottest girl. So he's probably the hottest. She, yeah, I she's, think that's she's fair. overall the hottest, and until the end, probably the most well-rounded character. Though yeah. they don't give her a lot to work with. No, sure, but then, but strictly hottest titties, Robin Tunney yeah. is very big t- boobies. Uh huh. Very her. nice. Best hair. The wig. The glamour. The CGI wig. The glamour I liked Cruz Balks when she invoked the spirit, her mm-hmm. crazy hair. I did too. Did her hair got way movie? better after that. I noticed that too. <laughs> it was like her. But like, again, like that's where this movie, it always was like a little bit neutered. Like, mm-hmm. like they could have done like a Chelsea cut on her or something. Mm-hmm. I guess that wouldn't really be the goth move. But like, it wasn't goth girl hair. No. It was just a little wilder than if she But it were. was how the goth girls in my high school did their hair, because nobody actually went all the way out. That's true. For the most part, like, people kind of, like, tried to approximate, but do it kind of like yeah. how this movie was. I, uh, I wrote down um, Frizzbulk's mom. She had very good, very... Like, sort of late 90s white trash hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. No, and, she and is... I, and I liked... Um, my favorite character. She, honorable mentioned to in the best outfit, which is the next category, is, like, I like how she's, like... Dress like kind of trailer trashy, and then when she gets the, they win, you know, the, the guy dying your, money. Not the lottery, but yeah, his yeah. his the life insurance. insurance. Yeah. And then she dresses like I came into money, and I grew up in the trailer park. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like very much. But best outfit. Next. Well, it's funny you say my my vote for best outfit is actually when they first introduced that mom, and she's wearing pink leggings and a pink cat sweatshirt off the shoulder. It's so good. That's my favorite outfit in the movie. Elise, best outfit. Okay, so there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. Um, there course, are a lot of great. I, I just will mention it for the fiftieth time. Prusabalk's pleather jacket with oversized collar. Um, See, it's not even my favorite outfit of hers. I like. I that. also really like when she does the button-up shirt over the mesh shirt. Yeah, so it's like a short sleeve button-up over a long sleeve mesh. I that like cool the um, goth priestess like black dress and uh-huh. mini necklaces for the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and the witch shoes. At one time, yeah, the witch shoes. She had the, the shoes that would take like conservatively an hour to, to lace. <laughs> to lace up. Nev Campbell had a pinstriped skin tight dress at one point. And thigh highs. At the end. Sarah also at the end wore a dress with an eighth grade dinner dance sheen to it. Um, <laughs> she also wore a polo shirt dress with a sweatshirt around the waist. Uh-huh. But my favorite outfit in the whole movie legit favorite was um rochelle at one point and i think this like totally was that ready to wear look from the goth witchy look Mm -hmm. she has like a white t-shirt on with like black suspenders and some edgy accessories there were some great just great accessorizing throughout the movie that for me that was the look. That was how everybody who dressed a little bit this way imagined themselves to be pulling it off and weren't, you know, like, uh-huh. she was just nailing it in that scene. It's funny because when I watched this for the podcast, like, knowing there was the best outfit, I was surprised how Lilith Fair a lot yes. of the costumes were. Because I remember it being a very goth movie. Like, that's and how it not. is lodged in my memory. Well, yeah. it's how it was marketed, too, and stuff. Yeah. I'm, like, very much so. There's a lot of, like, uh, 90s brown-based large-scale florals. Yeah. 
you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they have, yeah. like, two of them are wearing those, like, long sundresses mm-hmm. with the spaghetti straps. Mm-hmm. And, like, polo necklines on dresses and shirts was yes. big. Um, yeah. Uh, that's how for me. It was all like, real preppy. And when, like, they're, um, when they're going on the yeah. bus to yeah. go out to do their, you know, mm-hmm. ritual, Frizzabalk, she's wearing the tiny red sunglasses, yeah. yes. leather skirt. She's got um, crossing rings, several uh, sets of rosary beads on as a necklace. Um, she's got the see-through sleeves, like the mesh outfit, and she's wearing, like, it seems like, I think it's one shirt, but it looks like a silk shirt with a corduroy vest on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's pretty good. I noted that one, too. Obviously, I mentioned it, because I noted that outfit as well. It's pretty great. Yeah. If I'm being honest, though, like, my favorite, Nev Campbell and the thigh highs throughout, and then just in general, like, this schoolgirl outfit, like... Yeah, which was also how they kind of got around. It, it, so, again, this movie has great fashion. I think it's kind of known for that. Still, I think people still kind of watch it for that. Okay. Like, as, like, a throwback, like, to 90s yeah. fashion like, sure. for girls, you know. I don't know. I think <laughs> the schoolgirl outfits are almost a, a way of copping out of doing actual, like, outfits. Because yes. they don't actually wear that many. Right. More, like, fewer than I remembered. Again, I remember this being, like, some right. fashion but it's movie. Also, but they're wearing uniforms for most of right. them. Right. But their uniforms are also not uniforms. But they're not, It's yeah. really more, like... I would be like, amazed if anyone let them what, wear that uniform yeah, in school. Yeah, it'd be more like, like what I'd ask Elise to wear on my birthday or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. And they were very short, and they were not cut, like, an actual school uniform. Right. Yeah. Uh, best death. Best what? Death. Oh, I wrote down Snake Eye because it really kind of sets up the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote down Chris, but I think Snake Eye is the right answer. So I like that Chris, you get the perspective shot of him like hitting no, cement. I'm going to say it's uh, Nancy's stepdad. Oh, okay. All the screaming. The, there's like screaming in his face. <laughs> and then the mom is like, no, no. That's my favorite. That's pretty good. It's like I'm with Snake Eye. It's like, oh, well, we're just going to skip over this homeless guy. Yeah, no, Snake Eye's great. Yeah. You guys just already voted for it, so we're going to else. But yeah, truthfully, it's, it's but also good because we kind of skipped over them the whole movie. Like, yeah. yeah. And they are great. It's kind of like Prince's parents in uh, Purple Rain yes. level, yeah. you know? <laughs> Don't keep the heat on. Like, it's like, okay, they're abusive. You're always sneaking we're around. We're going to do a couple scenes. You're crazy. Just, this, all, just this, all this going on in here. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> I was doing the the prince when he does the spin around with his head but for the podcast, so I had to switch noses. Um, scary scene. I, I wrote down rodents and bugs because I don't like either of them at all. I said the girl in the um, gym locker room with all of her hair. I think the scariest scene is when Sarah it? almost gets raped. Jesus Christ, then you're correct. That is the scariest <laughs> yes, scene. Yes. Yeah. Because they do brush past it and treat it very lightly. Which is truth is she's alone with him and he almost rapes her in right. some secluded place with his car. And he would and have gotten away with away. it. And he does. She runs away on foot from him, remember. Yeah, also. because he tries to do it and he... I mean, he does die, but otherwise would have faced no consequences. Yeah. And he goes to a party right after. Right. Because it's the same night. Yeah. Like, he goes to his friend's party right after. To drink, to rape to her. drink it away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would to you find s- another girl who passed out in a bedroom to rape instead. Oh, the scary scene? That's, I said the hair loss, but actually the rape scene is is the correct answer. Because <laughs> yeah. it's very disturbing. Well, it should be more disturbing. They don't treat it as They don't. That's what's they the, should. That's yeah. partially what's so frightening. Well, that's what's it. also kind of fucked up about how they linger on the hair loss. Like, wow, right. girls, you should be scared of ha- See, using your was, hair. That was but they, like, stuck with me. right by that rape. Like, <laughs> hair loss is He probably had a reason. You probably put a spell on him. Right. 
It's your fault. You did it to him. You were too desirable. But what if you lost your hair? <laughs> no one would want to. No one would want to rape you anymore. That's the scary. Oh, what about all the sharks that man? And the sharks. Global warming. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, would you survive? The scary times we live in. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think I'd lead them. No question. <laughs> See, like, as a guy, I gotta say, They're very probably, stupid. I, I think I'd be okay. But, like, what if, like, I, I did, one of my hilarious antics caught up with me, and they decided... But you're, like, date rape antics? <laughs> no, no, no. What if, like, the guys who... Oh, uh, what if... Oh, but you know how I, like, always follow women around with a snake and be like, hey, check out the snake. <laughs> Wait, how many people, who who actually dies in this movie? So we've got the stepdad dies of a heart attack. Chris. Chris dies of and, date rape. And the snake guy. And the snake guy dies yeah. of magic. Yeah. So I guess that is, I guess it's all men that's that a, die in this movie. Yeah. So like I have a higher percentage. Like, yeah. Percentage wise, like I think I'm on the up and up, but you know, there's always a chance I'll be like, hey, check out my snake. And these girls would just be like, nope. But Dan, I think that you would have a lot of potential in this movie universe to just be like a lackey, a hilarious dude lackey. You know, yeah. like shouting one-liners behind your bro's back, high-fiving your other bro. I don't really see myself as that. Yeah, but no. it would keep you safe. No, I'm 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 more of a run after a girl with a snake mm. kind of guy. Yeah, I know it's hard. It's hard to fight those urges. <laughs> yeah. Show her to your snake and tell her about your dream. Uh, is this movie better than Friday the Part Four? No. No. For me, yes. Okay. Sure. Fair enough. But uh, but not necessarily in terms of movie making, in terms of like where personal, it rests in my personal yeah. lexicon. It's all, yeah, it's all yeah. Maybe the last movie I was like, hey, this movie I like it more than the movies that are better. Like you know, and it's not even necessarily that I like. There are things I like about this movie. Sure, and it's it's also always different bringing a movie you watched when you were younger and it's like part yeah. totally, totally. But how many machetes do you give this movie out of five? Probably three, two or three. Two and a half. I'm gonna give this a low rating. I'll give it. I'll give it one and three quarters because it's so problematic that it bothers me. And the female, like I would have maybe given it. I don't know. I maybe give it only one and a half. I'm so bothered by the date rape stuff. I can almost like excuse because of the time that it was yeah. released. But this, the I have more this, of a problem with the female friendship. Yes, and and the perf- and like they make it something you relate to and wish you had. Like that's yes, how I felt about it watching end. it at that age. Until the end, they make it like, oh, that burns you. Yeah, that's something you have to be careful of. You're right. better off alone. Yes, that's, that's no the female message. friendships. Internalized misogyny. Yeah, yeah, that is the message. Yeah. And like, cool really girls the, don't have friends because Nancy's great sin was killing the date rapist. Yeah, that tried to rape Sarah. Yeah, yeah. So like. I'm so bothered by it. So, yeah, one and a half machetes. I'll give it that. Yeah, I give it one. Yeah. I, I, I meant to look up what I gave Critters before this, and I would rather always watch Critters again than probably watch this. Yeah. So, I try to keep my scores cons- consistent. No, I think it's a good... I mean, it's it's not a great movie there in was, objective terms. Sure, but honestly, like, I mean... And it is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot the to say. I mean, I don't have to say about it. I could yeah, say that for no. sure. I enjoyed. I did enjoy watching it overall. I'll give it again. Like I give it more latitude for, like a nostalgic. for a nostalgia and, and like not a, even a just someone, time capsule because it absolutely is a time capsule yeah. in that way. Because I am not someone who watched this movie at that time, but to watch now it invokes those feelings, the style, everything about it. 
Totally. And I think, and it's funny right now because the nineties are in style. Like there's a lot of young kids who weren't necessarily seeing this when it came out. Who I could see watching this for. Well, the movie reason. has like a big cult following. It does, already yeah. Like it, it, I think a lot of people are like still into it. Like it's mm-hmm. an internet presence and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the craft, everybody. All right. Uh, keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Thanks for listening. I can say keep it spooky this time. Last time you chastised me. You can say keep it spooky. You said it was your catchphrase. Did Monica say it too? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Communism will win. Thank you. But you won't get far She's gonna make you live Cause she's the witch When she walks around Late at night Most of the people sleep untied If you hear a knock on your door You better sing it away She's the